QR code menus are like the stupidest application of technology I have ever seen. But yeah, it's like the bar one worked. It said all the drinks I could order up. Um, but, you know, it says starters, menu item, $0 description. <laughs> Yeah, it's combine everyone's collective ability to make a website, which is about zero, and then turn every every menu into that. All right, let's go. I'm Justin. I'm a Skullcom librarian. My pronouns are he, him. I'm Sadie. I work uh, IT at a public library, and my pronouns are they, them. I'm Jay. I'm a music library director who couldn't hear when Justin played the theme music. Mm. <laughs> and my pronouns are he, him. We're going to be dropless today. We're just going to be staring at Justin in, in confusion. abject confusion as he plays <laughs> us Joe Biden. And then he can just add in whatever he wants later. It'll be like a yeah. green screen, but for podcasting. That's weird. That could be a problem, actually, because if my noise reducer is not on, all this traffic is going to come up. Give me one second. I don't hear anything. Okay. And fuck it. All right. We're doing E-Rate episode. Hooray. Yay. Woo, woo, woo. I have to do all the noises with my mouth. I've been wanting to do E-Rate for a while. We've been talking about, well, it's a mixture of E-Rate, which is a program in which public libraries get their IT and communication stuff. And in the 2000s, funding for E-Rate was tied to the Children's Internet Protection Act, which is kind of the first internet filtering law that we got and was actually mass implemented because it was tied to E-rate funding. And it's school districts as well. Yeah. I think it's a lot of things. Uh, is it other than school districts and libraries? I don't think so. At least not that I've noticed. It's like, I think community colleges, some of them too. I don't know if they have to abide by the same like filtering requirements as school districts and libraries do, but I think it goes up to col- community colleges. Yeah. Uh, If you've ever had to deal with internet filter in school, this is what it's from. This is what you can blame. Yeah. It doesn't, like many other internet bills, it didn't really explain how to do this. So I was going over, uh, I wanted to tie this into later laws and then tie it into the modern filters in libraries and schools. So we all know about the book challenges And that has overlapped with some really silly conservative activism on just everything in libraries. Um, They're really just losing their minds. And I actually found some really interesting uh, unhinged organizations that have been around, I think, since the mid-2010s, which I'll get to in a minute. So when the – well, Sadie, you work with E-Rate the most. Yeah, what uh, you've talked about it, but give us a rundown on what you have to do with E-Rate. So most of my experience dealing with E-Rate has actually been dealing with an E-Rate consultant who does it professionally for schools and libraries because it's a big bureaucratic, uh, confusing as fuck requirements. And the way that they track the funding that they give you used to be completely whack and they just overhauled it. Um, so I never actually had to file E-Rate 
myself, thank God, because that's a giant waste of time. But basically, they go, hey, are you give us proof that you have filters and we'll make sure that you can actually get your money back or get paid. So yeah, I had to, had to st- or procure mostly just screenshots, I think, of our firewall configuration, confirming that we were dealing with that we were blocking pornography. But yeah, it's a lot of money. It's like upwards of like 70% of your telecommunications costs and hardware costs. So it's not just the internet, but also the equipment that you use to keep the internet. So it's a pretty big deal. When you have to get the firewall configured, is that a filter software that you've applied to the network? Or are you doing any of the filtering manually through like DNS configurations? Um, in what I have done, it has been through kind of both. We don't really do a whole lot, it, nothing manual, but content filters. So most, I think, firewalls or a lot of security systems too also have content filtering built into them and they have content categories, which then you can choose whether or not to allow those categories. And normally like pornography is one of them, which the whole concept of the content categories is interesting and I have it later in the notes. But um, but yeah, there are firewall you could you can set it up on the firewall you can pay to have like a proxy system set up you can have a dns level set up for your filtering there are a lot of different ways to filter and a lot of this same sort of products also do security filtering so it's not exactly it's not always easy to separate the two out you might be using a a, a filter uh, a service that is can do filtering, but you're using it for security purpose and vice versa. So um, it can be, unless you're like the IT person who's overseeing it, it can actually be kind of hard to figure out what's what's actually being used as the content filter itself. Yeah. I think there's also a little bit of a, there's, there's a change in the way that this, that legislators have approached these filters. Like they've I think that blended nature is starting to change because when e, uh, when SEPA first happened, the American Library Association sued the government about having to install web filtering software as a condition for receiving funding. And the basic uh, approach, did I save it exactly? The court explained that the library is simply another, or that the internet is simply another method for making information available in a school or library and is no more than a technological extension of a book stack, uh, which I thought is a very content-focused way of dealing with the internet because we use the internet now for like tons of essential government services. But this mixture of content and security, so... I think there's when when we get to like the TikTok bans, it's on like an internet security measure, but it's also like I think there's probably a content element to it because they're usually like there's nothing but naked girls dancing on my TikTok. It's like yeah, bro. Uh, that's I mean, if you look at it for too long and don't swipe away, that's how it works. Like I, if I if I for, if I leave my phone open when I'm scrolling Instagram. It's like, oh, are you really into rise and grind memes this week? My, because I only follow, I only use my Instagram for like uh, comics, like web comics and bunnies. That's just like all it's for. So I like, 
I, I follow, I started following like my internet friends on there. And then I was like, actually, no, I don't want to see anything about politics on, on like one website. So yeah. I like, unfollowed everybody on Instagram and, uh, uh, and, but now it doesn't know what to recommend me. And so I think Poddam America was talking about this, where if you look at anything, it's like, oh, this is what you're into this week. And you're just stuck with it. Yeah. Until it decides to pick something else up and be like, oh yeah, this is now the thing that you want to look at. Yeah. So it just decides I'm into volleyball for a week. And it's like, yeah, man, you really like volleyball, right? <laughs> Which you bring up section 230 later, but. Yeah, I, that's. That's the that really just came up like today uh, because there's a lawsuit going on about Section 230, which is saying that algorithms are publishing somehow not protected by Section 230 because you're suggesting content. Yeah. I know. I saw someone on Tumblr saying like, this isn't like the worst possible lawsuit because like this is a lawsuit against YouTube's algorithm, which led to a terrorist attack. But yeah, they've been Section 230 has been like a political target, especially since like Trump was obsessed with it. So it's it's so it's that's kind of what's got me thinking and, and finally like, sitting down and getting this episode going because it's such a weird political moment for like what Republicans are mad about with the internet. Yeah, and they're mad about a lot. Yeah. It's changing in a lot of ways, and I think they don't really have like a, a, a clear ideological line on it right now. So, like, fucking anything could happen. Yeah, it's, there is. Well, not that they're ever regularly cohesive, but it's particularly uncohesive right now. I was reading an article about the two thirty thing earlier today, and I didn't get very far into it. But they were basically like, instead of instead of their usual, this is where Republicans are on it, and this is where Democrats are on it, because it was explicitly about political lines. They were like, everybody's all over the place. So we're just going to group it by who's against it and who's for it because we can't actually find a clear party line here. So yeah, it's it's kind of a wild moment in a lot of ways. I'm still muting myself on Zencaster. Hang on. Uh, voice mod is just not fucking doing anything. Okay, whatever. Oh, nice. That's so confusing because I used hear myself to check my audio. Fuck it. It's just, just fucking close it, I guess. Fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> I'm so confused about how we can just like, you know, hum the theme song. My wife's been walking around doing the the Lord of the Rings, but like the version. I I couldn't repeat it for you. Been on a, a Lord of the Rings kick lately and it's been stuck in their head. So they've just been walking around the house going. <laughs> I mean, that's why you married them, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for their Sounds Lord like- of the Rings knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Uh, Sounds right. Nobody knows this, but Sadie's married to Stephen Colbert. <laughs> no. <laughs> Who's secretly a wife. <laughs> secretly a wife. And one of the most knowledgeable people about Lord of the Rings in the entire world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Not quite on that level, but... No, I know we're not related. <laughs> Just so everyone's clear on that. Yeah, I, I saw something that uh, they want to do Lord of the Rings similar to like uh, like Marvel movies shit. And now I'm like, so- or similar to Star Wars, basically, like they want to pollute the ecosystem. I'm like, I don't I think you took too long to get in on this. I don't know if that's going to work. 
Well, Star Wars has been polluted the whole last time because it's had books and all sorts of other. Yeah, yeah but only nerds read those. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have a nerd friend who wrote one, which is really fucking cool. But uh, yeah, yeah, only nerds care about that shit. <laughs> it wasn't like a cultural thing. That's true. I really only read one of those extended universe books. I read the Darth Bane one, which is yeah, actually pretty Darth cool. Yeah. I wish they would do. I wish they would play around with like the stuff they've already got, but they're, I don't know, movies. I wish, they, I wish people would come up with new things. Yeah. Disney. I bought a PlayStation. I finally, I finally broke. And so now I'm playing all the games that have been exclusives for PlayStation for a while. And I want to talk about them now. <laughs> These games that came up five years ago. And I need it now. <laughs> I'm so jealous. So I've just been playing Ghost of Tsushima for like six days straight or whatever, or whenever I bought it. But I've been talking to Leon from Left Page Media about, what is it? No, wait, did I get their fucking... Here be media and Here be the media left page. The left page. Got it. Yeah, one's a book one and one's a not book one. <laughs> I search for whichever one I can remember when I yeah. need to look up their Twitter for something. But yeah, yeah, we've just been talking about like, how do you feel about the storytelling in this game? Because <laughs> it's basically you're a Japanese samurai fighting off Mongol invaders. It's like, how did they handle that? It's very cinematic. It's very like uh, based on Japanese cinema kind of stuff. I watched a Japanese movie this morning. Nice. Well, that's 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 because you you watch Seven Samurai every day, obviously, and mm-hmm. just like jerk off to Toshiro Mifune. <laughs> yeah, wake up in the morning and it automatically starts playing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what my alarm is. Obviously, and if you were gay enough, you, it would be your alarm too. Sorry, Justin. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, uh, challenge, gauntlet thrown down. <laughs> Get on my level, bitches. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the the SEPA filters which is the Child's Internet Protection Act, That's that all went into effect in 2002 to 2004. That was kind of an implementation. Interestingly, when the ALA sued them, they said that SEPA only required libraries to install filters, but not to require all patrons to use them. So this was weird because a lot of the news stories about it are really old. And like the, there's kind of like not been a whole lot of pushback on SEPA since it passed. Um, until like the 2010s when ACLU did the Don't Filter Me campaign, which was basically not to get rid of the filters, but to force them to be better about not filtering queer content. Yeah. Which is good because like, yeah, that's a pragmatic thing to do because like you you probably weren't going to get SEPA overturned. But it's just very confusing because with SEPA, the argument of the court was, well, you have to install it, but you don't have to force every adult to use it. They can just request to turn them off. I feel like that is not how that got implemented, but no one's really written about implementation of SEPA. So it's kind of hard to tell how that works these days. So, yeah, the, I don't know how often academic libraries use this sort of software, but like the session management software where like you sit down at a computer and put in your library card number kind of shit. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of them are, have, I I think the reason a lot of it hasn't been like talked about or or anything is because a lot of library vendors just took this information and integrated it into their products. And that's just been what's available. So I know at least two, including Envisionware, which is a really, really big one. You could basically set up a filter. So if somebody logs in, it pulls, you know, info from your ILS via API, checks whether or not the patron is under a certain age, 
give some filtered or unfiltered access or like uh, at least in my old library, I'm not sure if this is the way it's set up at my current library. If, you know, patron sits down and logs in and they could choose whether or not they have filtered or unfiltered, like there's buttons that they have to pick one of the two before they'll actually drop down to the desktop and get the internet. So I wonder how much of that I wonder kind of which came first. Was it was it SEPA happened? So these library vendors were like, okay, I'll I'll integrate that into my belief system. Or if, you know, this was already existing features and technology and when SEPA happened, they were just like, oh look, you don't have to worry about this. We can, you know, can this can be easily configured for you. So it, it didn't get any sort of pushback that way. Yeah, there used to be, there definitely were internet filters, but I don't remember running into them much before 2000. I I don't really remember running into them until actually I went to like community college. So I don't know. I imagine it's, it's all just built into the vendors because of this. But I remember like internet filtering was kind of a program that just ran on boot up for mm-hmm. a lot of computers. It wasn't session management at the time. But yeah, that's interesting. I didn't think about session management pulling your age from, yeah, you could totally do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's super easy in a lot of these software. So, so when they say that, like, not to require all patrons to use them, like, it, it can be pretty streamlined for whether or not they want filtered internet. One of my old libraries, you had to go up to the desk and ask for a special code to get unfiltered internet, which, of course, never happened. So mm-hmm. it was basically everything was filtered anyways. That's also where you got the cardboard hood so yeah. people can't see what you're looking at. We stay on the cardboard Or like hood. the desks that have like the privacy screen built into the top and you have to like hover over the top of it and look down to see your screen so people can't walk by and inadvertently view some something that may or may not be pornography. Some pornography. But yet I, kn- I know that there are public libraries who, when this happened, just went, okay, fuck E-rate money then. So I know that there are public library systems which basically forego the E-rate money so they don't have to worry about filtering. I haven't worked at one of those. I would love to talk to somebody who did about how that has affected their sort of library environment. But it's not, it's coercive, but it's not unconquerable. I think a lot of the larger library systems that have decent budgets have basically gone, yeah, what we would get out of E-rate doesn't 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 count enough for us to not do this, you know, kind of thing. So I started looking into FOSTA SESTA, which was the first kind of modification of Section 230 in the Communications Decency Act to exclude enforcement of federal or state trafficking laws from immunity. So basically, if anyone does any sex trafficking on your website, then you can be held liable, which is why a whole lot of stuff shut down. It's it's why Tumblr banned porn. It's why Backpage went away. It's why Craigslist Classifieds went away. And a lot of sex worker advocacy groups and also anti-trafficking groups were like, this is pretty bad. And also this is just like a basic assault on free expression on the internet. But that led me to a group I haven't heard of before. And I, I had to, I didn't have time to do a deep dive on them like Bombs for Liberty, but it's the National Center on Sexual Exploitation. And they really hate the ALA and they also really hate EBSCO for some specific reason. That's kind of hilarious. Which of like of all the vendors, EBSCO is one of the like okay ones. It's it's a very odd um, target. Yeah. Fuck this vendor in particular. Yeah, I think they they like EBSCO uses all open source um, stuff like for a lot of it. 
it's like non-database stuff. They're like, this is open source, but if you pay us, we'll do the hosting for you and, you know, tech support and stuff. But also it's just folio. <laughs> so if you have the means, you can do it. So that's nice. I like that they're like making a commitment to actually use open source software. Like that's good. So there, um, actually there, this, this website, I don't have, I didn't save all the links cause it was something I just ran across today. So, cause I, I couldn't go down the rabbit hole. I didn't have time to figure out like who, like it, are these all Florida Republicans again, but they were very, this was a group that was very active around FOSTA SESTA. And it kind of seems like they haven't really been doing a whole lot recently, but they, they did bring up the, are these the people who called the ALA pornographers? Probably. Yeah. They're very like porno focused. Yeah. It's probably them then. Are they Mormon? I don't, they use, they use the phrase XXX in their copy a lot. Like it's, very 2000s internet because like so so it's um when it's talking about ebsco about databases like these online resources provided by schools that children often use it's because the databases aren't because they're not on the open web the, the internet filters tend to pick them up this happened a lot at my last job so if you wanted to do any research you literally couldn't really use our our open internet because everything was filtered because we didn't have session management and our filters were really strict. And so I had to tell students, you really do have to use the databases if you're on campus because it will censor. It's a very, very proactive sensor. Like I couldn't go on like college humor or something. Like it was like pornography or no, what was the category? Bad taste or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, I have a story about that. Uh, at my last job, I had somebody, um, the IT department was in the same building as the biggest library branch. And we would have just front or we would just have public service people just walk back. And we had one, like one of the, um, one of the shift leads basically walked back and was like, I have this incredibly flustered woman out here who is getting blocked, getting this website blocked. And she wants to talk to somebody about why. And I was like, okay, great. I'm going to have to do the whole pornography free speech thing. No, she was looking, it was like mugshots.com. And, and it was like, it literally looked like the daily, like, uh, oh God, what's that? It literally looked like national Enquirer sort of like style. Like it was very obviously like school oh, like- information out and like had people's mugshots so you could look them up and it was being blocked by the taste, tasteless category. And she was very, very upset about it because this is, this is for safety purposes. And I'm like, I don't know if needing to look up people's mug shots is necessarily a, a safety issue, but you do you, I guess. Um, but yeah, I went back and that's what actually got me to go in and look at our firewall categories and see what content content categories were being blocked. And I was like, there's literally no reason for half of these. And at the time I didn't have a boss. So I just unchecked like a whole bunch of them and saved it. And it was still like that when I left. So, but yeah, tasteless, bad, bad taste is a it's so a content funny. category that contains things like mugshots and the National Enquirer. And I mean, it's fair that it is bad taste, but whether or not you need to block that is not your business. Yeah. What's the John Waters quote that's like, to have good bad taste, you must have good taste. Otherwise, it's just bad taste. It's bad, bad taste or something. I don't know. I don't want to have the big, bo- the big book of John Waters quotes. You're not like me where you just have random John Waters quotes, like just at the ready. 
No, I have that for like folk punk lyrics about politics. God, I don't like folk punk. John Waters lives in your head rent free. John Waters does live in my head rent free. So, oh, but this bit of copy is funny. Uh, Via a system that bypasses school internet filters, EBSCO brings the dark world of XXX to elementary... America's elementary, middle, and high school children. This place has got to be LDS. I swear to God. It sounds very LDS, yeah. It's very LDS. They're the ones that actually campaign against porn shit. Other Christians just get mad at it, but don't do anything. Unless you're Catholic, maybe. It's other Catholics or Mormons. It's Mormons. I can tell you that, at least from the inside, from having been raised Mormon. No, uh, I would actually really like to see what these pornographic results that they are saying come up with are because like i doubt it's like you know porn.com videos or something like that it's probably like anatomy anatomy or like historical like photographs like i can imagine like historical porn like historical porn being in there somewhere because like that could be a field of study or like you know the national geographic stuff that we've all you know that everyone like yeah. Yeah. I would like to know how much of it actually qualifies as porn and how much of it is just a naked body that somebody's throwing a tizzy fit over their childhood. Or like the journal of sexuality or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like in my experience, it's very, very little. Having worked with public libraries, it is more common than not to have it to have it be something that is ambiguously sexual than somebody that is something that is like actually explicitly sexual if that makes sense i was having a i was having a discussion with a friend last week about sort of the the definition of 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 obscene in law and the like what is the obscenity test where it has to like appeal to prurient interest Mm -hmm. and whatever and was like what what even qualifies as porn because we were talking about book bans a little bit too and i was like i always thought it was something that was explicit created explicitly to cause arousal right like yeah. that's that's what you would qualify porn as. So if it's under you're working under that definition, then like almost all of this stuff that people claim is porn is not going to be even close to that. So I just whereas like a lot of advertisements would then be porn up for debate. Yeah, yeah. The I think that conflation. I don't remember if we brought it up last episode or the one before, but there's this conflation. I don't like of, the definition. <laughs> yeah, there's a conflation of sexuality with pornography now. So it's. Yeah, it is very much like if you talk about like cunnilingus, that is pornography. It's like if you de- if you describe it with text, yeah. right? And that's that's also like why if you had to remove that from libraries, that would be all the romance section. Any discussion of like making out is like sexual depictions and inappropriate for children. I, okay, I have a question for you guys. You you keyworded me here, and Jay, you're from the Midwest, so maybe. Uh, Maybe maybe this was a, I assumed this was a Midwest thing, but I was reading this romance book series, and the term "making out" was used for everything from heavy heavy kissing session all the way to actual sex acts was making out, and I was like, and I have sex never, acts like like just fucking like fucking like. like 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 blowjobs no, like like it was it was smut it's straight up like it's the kind of shit you would and i'm just like and but it was described as making out and i'm like is that a regionalism because here in the pacific northwest i've only heard it being referred to as like kissing like heavy kissing. I- I have only ever heard it referred to basically be french kissing making out includes tongues ah okay 
Okay, so it's not necessarily a Midwest thing. I just assumed it was a Midwest thing because I think it was set in St. Louis. So where I am now, or where you are right where now, St. Louis has its own fucking weird shit. Okay, so it could be just a St. Louis thing. Okay, let me just d- completely derail this with a regional question, but yeah, hmm. yeah. The only thing I can assume is it was making out during sex. You would call, yeah, yeah but that's that's. That the context was clearly it was making out referring to the sex act that was happening itself. I don't remember explicitly what the sex. I think act maybe was. the person who wrote that hasn't had sex. Yeah, I think, uh, she writes a lot of romance novels with somebody. <laughs> doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, there's a lot of baseball. yeah. There's a bunch of baseball lads. I this. actually wouldn't be surprised if Chuck if Chuck Tingle was asexual and just thought that sex is. was kind of hilarious. I've That's never actually read any Chuck Tingle, but it seems like it would be the thing. It's very cookie cutter. Um, and then you just make weird characters. It's fine. Yeah. If I was writing porn, it would just be cut be because I thought it was funny, not because I it was <laughs> I would describe anything that actually roused me. I would be like honking on that bobo, bobo <laughs> equal dick. <laughs> I'm good at writing porn. Incredible. See, I'm very upset because there's a bunch of pictures of baseball uniformed men in this hotel room, but it's not any modern baseball uniforms, which are God's gift to homosexuals because they make the ass look so good. These are all old. I'm upset about it. Hmm. St. Louis, get your act together. You mean you don't have pornography on your walls? I don't have pornography in my hotel room. (sighs) What am I supposed to do with my night? (laughs) <laughs> so the end sexual exploitation people, uh, I just couldn't figure anything more about them. But yeah, they're really upset with EBSCO and ALA. And they they keep showing up in the FOSTA SESTA era, but they don't really seem to have a whole lot going on modern. I, I think they still update their website with like legal wins, but they're very much, I don't know, I couldn't find anything new. So these things seem to go in very quick hype cycles. Like no one's writing about SEPA right now. And then FOSTA SESTA, we're still feeling the, the impacts because it was only implemented a couple of years ago. So there's still like, you know, these new changes to Section 230. And I think this current lawsuit about Section 230 and any upcoming legislation is also just going to be completely unpredictable. But I did want to bring up kind of current politics, which is the the overlap of these two things, which is the, the filters filtering out queer content. Um, which is like by definition of being about gender, which is a word that's like going to lose its meaning thanks to conservatives, which is going to be pretty sweet, actually. They're doing our work. Or they're doing our job for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gender. What is this? Soviet Russia? It's going to. Yeah. It's going to be like uh, like woke. It just won't mean anything. Uh, everyone will get sick of saying it. <laughs> This is the same. These are the same idiots who think that having pronouns is like a conspiracy theory. Like, no, you idiot. It's literally part of every single fucking language. Anyway. Blue hair and pronouns. You have blue hair and pronouns. I'm going to get a coffee mug. It says, don't talk to me about gender. (laughs) (laughs) Don't talk to me until I've had my gender. Yeah. Yeah. If you find that mug, let me know because I want to trade that out for my work mug. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I really want to get I really want to get those don't talk to me until I've had my son mugs and it's Saturn devouring his son. <laughs> <laughs> 
So there is still uh, advocacy about fi- like about, about fixing these uh, anti queer issues with web filters, um, especially so that you know kids get access to information about being queer and also like basic like if you didn't learn about sex in school, you should probably have somewhere to learn it. So library is a good place. But book, book reports and hand jobs, you know, mm-hmm. they go hand in hand. But there's kind of changes in the general internet, and a lot of them are happening in the innovative state of Louisiana. So I, I, there was a really fun story that I found, which I'm pretty sure is illegal. But you've got like these TikTok bans in states because people. And so what this Louisiana councilman did is he hired private investigator firm to circumvent the library's filters. And so what they did was they went on the library's website, library's computers, and then went on TikTok to circumvent porn bans. Also Reddit and DuckDuckGo. So basically stuff that I did in middle school. Yep. Is like, how do you get around the filter? Yeah, Google Images. <laughs> yeah, that was actually the first time I noticed Google Safe Search because I, was, I wasn't thinking and I was trying to get images on a paper I was writing and I needed to get the Olympic lifts. And so I just typed snatch into Google images. (laughs) (laughs) And, but luckily I was on the library's uh, website. So I didn't, I, I only, it like, it like bugged out Google images. Like it didn't give me anything related to anything except one thing that the Google safe search didn't catch, which was like a hentai uh, of like a mechanical oh. pussy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, right. Clean and jerk. This word has multiple meanings. Dynamic tension must be hard work. Oh, well, because man. I'm not the construction worker in the 40s, I don't say the word snatch. <laughs> Tell hilarious. me that and, and like the funny thing is like any, any sort of service that then feeds you content as its service including like Google image search, TikToks, anything like that. This has always been a thing because yeah. filters can't can't do shit about that. Like I think the whole push for like safe search and stuff came out of this because I remember back in the day when you would accidentally type something like snatch in and you couldn't filter it back out again with safe search because it didn't fucking exist, right? So there were people and being like, like, this person's looking at porn and it's like they have a Google image search open or like, yeah, no, I remember that shit happening in the public library in the late, you know, 2000s, 2010s when I was doing public service. It happened all the fucking time. It's And like, quote, safe search, even though I don't like that terminology, is really useful because sometimes it's like it might be similar terms and it's useful to filter stuff out. And Boolean can only do so much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Boolean can only take you so far, unfortunately. Yeah. If there was Boolean porn, that'd be fun. But anyway, the the Louisiana councilman like told everyone that he hired public investigators to like do this. And what they said was he said they like hacked it. And like if that's true, then that is actually like a felony. <laughs> I'm yeah. pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. No one brought this up, but like you can't do crime. If you actually did hack uh the library's system, that would be like illegal entry into a computer system, which is like a old school crime. Mm-hmm. That they always tack on. But anyway, I think they just went on TikTok on the library's website. And they're like, there's a dick. Found it. So Found the dick. Found the internet's dick. Wait, you can get naked on TikTok? 
you can get naked on any on anything. Yeah. It's just a matter of whether or not they catch you naked on it. Mm. Yeah, I was um, I was on the podcast account, and one of the people we follow just reblogged straight up porn. I was like, "Huh, that's porn, huh? Weird." It was like it's like a three. <laughs> it was like a four second gif of someone just like having sex. I was like, "Huh, they just left that up. You don't take it down." It was someone. It was someone uh, advertising their OnlyFans or something. Well, isn't that funny too? Because some of the TikTok filtering that people are like using, like unalive and shit, like it doesn't actually, it's not actually being blocked at all. I haven't verified that. I just heard that on Tumblr. So take that with whatever grain of salt. But like people are self censoring things that aren't being censored. And then if you put porn on there, it's not getting caught. So it's fuck your moderation. It doesn't always take stuff down. Like basically, almost immediately makes it impossible to view algorithmically. If you mention sex at all, mm. but if it's you just show up. it, yeah. It, but also if you just like, yeah, I'm sure there's tons of porn, but it just, you know, filters can't keep up because the... It's like shadow banning. Yeah. Basically, you'll just have, no one will view your video if it gets if it if it gets flagged, but it might not get taken down immediately. But this this article that you shared about the the PI going through the internet, like hacking the library internet, it just it cracks me up so much. And like particularly this, I think it was I forget if this is the library director anyway, being like the investigator found a backdoor to break through the library's firewall and viewed inappropriate content, which if he did find a way to break through the fire, the firewall, then yeah, that's probably a felony. Yeah, exactly. Or it, or it could just be the, yeah, the filter's not perfect. So therefore it didn't, it can't catch everything. And I think that might actually be in SEPA somewhere that it has to, it's a, like a good faith effort thing. Yeah. Like, I don't think that they expected libraries to actually be able to block every single piece of porn that has ever passed over an ethernet cable. But then they go on to say, these actions are a willful violation of library board of control policies concerning internet usage via library computers. And it's like, do these people just not understand the concept of having a policy for something? And like there being consequences for breaking a policy, but not necessarily for the immediate, like, you know, it like, yeah, we have policies for this, you fucking idiots. Like you do something wrong in our computers, we're going to kick you off of our computers so you can't use them. Like it's not to try to actually prevent pornography from being on computers. It's so we can say this behavior is not okay in the library and kick you out. Like it just, it's just such a weird leap of logic for somebody to make like, I don't know. And that's probably why the conservatives are trying to get on library boards. So uh, run for your local library board. Yeah. I mean, it's also this, this, they want, it's kind of the only way that the only thing that would make them happy would be shutting off the internet at the library, basically, because mm-hmm. yeah, they're not worried about like policies where you have like a consequence. Cause again, like a lot of this stuff that they're like, you know, like sex trafficking is already illegal. Like it, it's yeah. kind of like Child porn already illegal. If you see somebody watching that on, on a library computer, call the fucking cops. It's happened before. Like you're not the first anyways. Yeah, it is kind of not the saying same. You should call your cops to your public library. The conflation of things that aren't illegal, like a child sees porn yeah it happens in the woods too like yeah. <laughs> like who amongst us hasn't woken up accidentally at like 3 a.m while like watching a movie with your parents who also fell asleep and then like porn like skinamax was on because like the tv channel just like kept going after the movie you watched was over and so you woke up and then like porn was on the tv even though no one put it on that sounds like a very unique experience, Jay. No, I'm no, that joking. Happened, that happened I'm to joking. Me before. 
I'd like fall asleep watching TV as a kid. And yeah, if you had satellite softcore porn would just come on yeah. eventually. Oh, I yeah, didn't, yeah. But my neighbor, yeah, but my neighbor did, and we would just be like, "You want to watch two people who are naked but only filmed from like the shoulders up make out?" Softcore porn is such a funny uh, genre of porn. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like Showtime and HBO and stuff would show soft porn, like softcore. Yeah, it's very fun to yeah. watch because it's it's filmed like porn, so like the the boom mics are always falling into the shot, and like the stories oh. never make any sense. But you also, there's like not really any sex. You don't see any penetration. <laughs> yeah. So me and my friends would watch it and just be like, boom, Mike, boom, Mike. But so I remember one that was just very much like the mummy's curse. Hell yeah. <laughs> Take a it shot was, every time you see a boom, Mike. Yeah. Oh, you'd be wasted. But yeah, it was just very, it's very funny genre. There are but, titties and softcore. But yeah, also like on I, fucking, I feel like at Comedy Central after like 1 a.m., it would just be Girls Gone Wild ads every 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Which were, you know, they were, they were digitized boobies, but there's a lot of them. Yeah. So the, the, yeah, if, if I just noticed in that, that article later that yeah, the guy went on, having fun. the guy went on Twitter to say like, it's fake news to suggest to use hacking. But I think like in the, the transcript of the meeting, they said they hacked it because he wanted to sound cool. I'm a hacker. The Unix system. I know this. Yeah. Realize. Oopsie. Maybe don't the federal government will hire hackers to do their hacking for them legally yeah. to test shit. Not your buddy who runs a PI. Right. Finding a loophole is not hacking. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, that is not <laughs> hacker voice. <laughs> it wasn't hacking when we changed my middle school's website to say that the <laughs> principal was Fidel Castro. It's like, no, it just <laughs> you were, you could change the website if you were on the school's IP address. <laughs> incredible <laughs> go cyclones no and and like part of this whole episode just got me thinking earlier because like with the content categories they used to be really 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 bad and like in the article that you have about like anti-lgbtq web filters and that kind of thing it used to be really really terrible like you couldn't go to like the article talks about how like couldn't go to like the trevor project or mm-hmm. you know these like he- mental health resources that talked about gender and sexuality scarletine's a big one right scarletine that kind of thing like yeah. being blocked and used to be really really terrible but at least the the products i have seen that have content fil- content category filtering, which is probably what almost everybody's using because the internet is huge and it's impossible to keep up with that shit manually, right? So most of them now have split up pornography and sexuality, at least in the ones that I have looked at. They're different content categories. And the sexuality one explicitly says not pornography related to sites about LGBTQ gender, blah, 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 blah. Right. It, 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 I think, I think a lot of the the companies that are doing building these lists have picked up on that split and in a lot of ways are at least respecting it, at least the ones that I have looked at and explicitly say, if you look at it, this does not include websites about, you know, queer shit, but I, I think it's probably just localized. I think that a lot of libraries or whatever, are just leaving it checked out of caution instead of actually looking to see what that category contains because that can be kind of tricky to find. I don't know. I dug in. I really deeply dug into what the content categories covered when I was looking at our firewall at my previous library 
to see what should and shouldn't actually be checked just simply because like that tasteless. It's like, even if it is, why is it our business to block it? We only care about blocking porn for SEPA. Like, but I think a lot of, a lot of things are out of caution and not, not out of actual real need, if that makes sense. Like, so, so I was thinking about this because like we have to test the filters, right? And so like, I always used to go to ogloff.com because that way if the filter didn't work, I wasn't at least showing like, you know, somebody couldn't walk behind my work desk, like my, my work monitor and see like, you know, pussy, it would just be like a cartoon dick, which is why I used Ogloff, which if you're not familiar, Ogloff is a sex comedy comic. It's like the best web comic. Which, which is just, it's just so fucking hilarious, but. The Labyrinth one's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> the face. The Come Spirit ones were always my favorite. The Dyke Pirates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like, so, so there's no reason, especially if you work in a public library, there's absolutely no reason for you not to test these filters. It'll be probably on the Wi-Fi because the Wi-Fi has to be filtered. It'll be on your public computers. It'll be on your children's computers. You know, you can just hop on Wi-Fi on your phone and Google a bunch of shit and, or, you know, pull up a bunch of websites that you know should, shouldn't be checked and see what that content category filter is. And if it's sexuality and it's the Trevor project, then you should probably try to raise a stink and be like, why are we blocking this? Because it's probably probably just some lazy fucking admin who hasn't actually stopped and thought about it and unchecked that box because they don't actually know what libraries are supposed to be doing for public libraries. I I have absolutely no advice if you're a school library. Sorry. My private graduate school has internet filters and it blocked me seeing the menu of a restaurant because it was included in like bars and alcohol and tobacco. And like, does, does some of the students are my age? And and like, does your college even take e, like it, it, does it even take e rate money? Like, what is I don't legally, know because it's it's private. Exactly. What is what is legally making them do that? There's probably nothing. It's probably just a sysadmin being like, these should probably be blocked. It's an absolute judgment call on somebody's part, and you should figure out whose judgment call that was and call them out on it. Basically, no. Yeah. I know, yeah. Like it's. It's blocked me being able to just do stuff for the homostorus sometimes because I have to be able to like go to like kink websites or like, you know, yeah, like stuff about like, yeah, like to do research for the words that I'm trying to write scope notes for. Yeah, I, I feel like that's definitely someone in IT department doesn't want to deal with the why is there like old lettuce on my desk? This is the bunny's lettuce. Say thanks, rabbits. Not Taco Bell. That's gross. It's like slimy. They'll still eat it. It's like under my keyboard. What the fuck? Why is there a keyboard lettuce? Anyway, the the other thing It'd I be a good to talk band about, name, keyboard lettuce. Yeah, yeah. The other thing I wanted to talk about though was the Louisiana porn passport um, because this is sort of like another good band name. Yeah. <laughs> it, you have to verify your ID to get on the major porn websites, which is interesting because, like, I don't know how they're going to enforce this. Um, it seems like Pornhub and and YouPorn and RedTube are complying. And basically, you have to use this, like, third party that will verify your Louisiana driver's license because you can't make everyone do sessions, right? Like, your IP, uh, your, your ISP isn't going to verify your age or whatever before it sends you to a porn website. Although I think that's probably what they want 
is that your ISP would completely tie you to an identifier that then it just turn it, it turns everything into a terminal. Like everything will become a session. Like the open internet will kind of end and you will just log into the internet with your driver's license. <laughs> this was something I think, I don't know if I wrote about it, but it was something I was reading about to do a chapter like a, a few years ago. So it's not clear. It's not like close in my head, but it's kind of the mixture of how our infrastructure is changing to cloud-based infrastructure, which is kind of turning our computers back into like dumb terminals Mm -hmm. instead of these independent computing machines. And I think they're trying to do that with the internet in general. And that, that makes sense to me. That's how I'm making sense of it. Just a bunch of Bloomberg terminals. Yeah. I mean, libraries are kind of like having the same problem with single sign on, not single sign on, but, uh, with, uh, like tracking your sessions to make it easier for people to use library resources, um, make our work more visible, but it also like tracks, you know, it, it does have to give you an identifier, even if it's not tracked to you, but anything that can be de-identified can be re-identified with enough contextual information, which was something I had to explain to my colleagues at work because we were talking about uh, data cartels. And I had to say, like, no, when you go into a database, it gives you a session token. And with enough aggregate information, that can be de-identified by the vendor. I know it's trends. They're not good. The the thing about this porn passport thing, too, is like, it's again, it's one of those things that's like it, it's already in place, just not in a way that you approve of. So it's like this used to just be like clicking the I'm 13 years old. I'm at least 13 years old to use this website button before you could like go to certain websites you know it's like it's already there implicit in like the terms of service and shit also like let teenagers watch porn also yeah like it's fine yeah (laughs) like i wouldn't have gotten to like figure out that i was gay in the first way the first time without being able to watch porn and be like oh okay you know yeah it is silly the idea that like you're not sexual until you're 18 is just like an insane perspective. Yeah, like there's like I mean, and don't let the conservatives know this. There is sex in young adult novels. Yeah, yeah, no, that's it's the problem. Fine. Yeah, that's that's the porn that's in schools right now. The good heterosexual sex is in there, even I promise. Yep, that's most of what's in there is heterosexual sex. But like, it they should like there should be sex in like stuff for for teens because guess what? Teenagers have sex. Yeah, it, it's it's again, it's just that conservative thing of like, it's not actually about what's actually happening. It's about what it's about control over what they think is happening. It's like, I don't know if this happened to either of you, but like when you were in like, so when did you either of you have to do like sex ed for like the first time? I, I think Washington, it's like third, ninth and 12th grade. I feel like it was every three years. Maybe fourth grade or second grade. I remember what school I was at. And I went to a different school in third grade. So it was second or fourth. Oh, mine was like seventh and eighth, seventh or eighth grade, depending on like what year it was. But um, I remember in my sex ed class and they split it off by, by gender. And so in the girls, when I was a, a girl child back when it was abstinence only sex ed. Like we learned what like a dick and balls was and what a clitoris and all that was. But then we were told, you know, don't shave your legs when you go on a date so that you don't fuck someone. And we were all seventh and eighth grade. And there was a pregnant girl in the class, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Dude, it was like seventh or eighth grade. Just right? a comedy sketch. Like, 
Oh, now you tell me. Oh, that's what happened. It's like a good like kids in the hall skit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, when I when I was in twelfth grade, actually, I think that might have been an anatomy class. I don't know. In one of my classes, I think it was I think it was an anatomy class. We actually had a, a unit on on STIs and including pictures. So they just like showed us oh, pictures. Gnarly. Yeah, it was of, pretty like, gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely like a gross you out thing. Cause yeah, when, when I took my, my health class that was taught by the wrestling coach. Yeah, I think they would bring in like someone to show us the gross stuff. He was yeah. funny. Uh, I remember the, the lady who came in to give us a special talk or something. She said, Oh, you know, there's lots of myths out there and you have to be careful about what you believe your friends telling you. Because there was a story of one boy who, who didn't know how condoms worked and his friend told him that he had to poke a hole in the end of the condoms. Otherwise, the pressure would make his balls explode. <laughs> oh, God. And our coach went, oh, if you told me that, I'd have poked three or four holes in it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I always remember that because I was very, she was not amused by his joke. <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> she was trying to set a tone. <laughs> he shot it down immediately. He just thought that was really funny, but it, it was. <laughs> it's funny. It's a funny story. <laughs> yeah, I, they didn't separate us by gender in middle school. It was only in elementary school. Basically, I think it was to teach girls about their periods i think that was really the only reason they ever split us up same here because like god forbid a man ever have to think about you know menstruation yeah otherwise he might be embarrassed buying tampons yeah but yeah once it was my dad is a chad and would buy me tampons when i was a child once once it was middle school it was just it was just the kind of i think we had the same one several times where they would just like do the stretchy thing on the condom. Like, you know, I can fit my arm in a condom. Here's a female condom. You'll never see it again for the rest of your life. Uh, I don't even know where you can buy female condoms. You're going to get them from like an online vendor. Specialty like stores. A, like, well, because I know you can get dental dams. Well, yeah, um, but those are different. Yeah. Yeah, those are different. Um, but a, a diaphragm. Some people do use those, but. They're bringing it back a little bit and that like for like. Uh, there's this thing that you can buy because I've used it before is where instead of like, you know, the the concept of like a minstrel cup. Yeah. But they're like big. Now they make them, you can buy them where it's like, you know, like a ring. Yeah. That's kind of almost got like cling film in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so oh, that yeah. So that it's like for your period and it just pops right up over your cervix so that you can fuck. Yeah. Uh, but also it's just like, just put a towel down. For the love of God. <laughs> um, but it, I, I, I mean, I've worn them because I just like didn't want to, you know, it was when, like I like was bad at being consistent with my tea and then my period came back for a little bit. And I was like, ah! and then I put that thing in because um, I didn't want to deal with it or look at it. It, it worked. It worked. Bringing endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> or, or using them to get pregnant. Uh, I've heard. Uh, yeah. The blank stares of three people who are not trying to get anyone pregnant. No. <laughs> The, the diaphragms? Uh, the menstrual cups, yeah. Keep those swimmers in. Oh! <laughs> I haven't looked up the specifics on how people are doing it, but I just know it's a thing. That's my assumption. But have never tried to get anyone pregnant on purpose. Yeah. Seems like a hassle. Uh, I almost made a very crude joke, but I'm not going to, because I am a good Christian boy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> 
this is just how I've been trying to think about the E-rate and sens- uh, the, the modern censorship, and I wanted to finally do an E-rate episode. Yeah, I'm really mad about the filtering. It's not just library internet filtering. It's just like all of the internet at where I work. Yep. Yeah. And I think there's already like precedent in like UK laws because I feel like their porn laws on the internet are really strict, but I don't really hear about it as much anymore. But it kind Mm -hmm. of, they already have, I think, like this passport system. I think you pretty much do have to actually verify your age to use porn in the UK. I can't remember. I'm going to to double check that. I think I had watched porn in the UK when I was there. I know they have some kind of more strict. I lived there for like six weeks in 2013. Mm, It might be newer than that. Is it? Okay. Because the last time I was in the UK was 2019, but I was not doing any jerking off because I was traveling with a friend. Not not in a sexual way, but... (laughs) Just, I'm not going to jerk off while traveling with my friend. Uh, Yeah, it was 2017. Oh, Um, oh, I guess it ended up failing. Oh, good. But it was a system of age checks, and it was, you had to show you were over 18. So I guess it didn't really go through. But it was as recently as like 2019 when it was in the news. Mm. Hmm. Oh, one other thing I wanted to, to say. If you go to your IT and you say, why is this blocked? And they tell you that it's for security and it's like fucking the Trevor Project or FetLife or some shit. You call them out on that bullshit right then and there. Every every filter can tell the difference between malware and any kind of serious security issue than con- from content. They are never the same thing on those because they know, they know what's going on there. So if you hear the excuse that it's for security, it's not. Don't Don't let them get away with it. All I want in life right now is French fries. Yeah. No, I just am looking at the internet censorship in the UK. But yeah, it's all done at the ISP level. And that's what I think is probably going to be the next battleground here. But it looks like you can, you basically just tell your ISP to opt you out of these filters. But it's kind of the same content categories, dating, drugs, alcohol, tobacco, file sharing, gambling, games, pornography, nudity, social networking, suicide, self-harm, weapons, violence, obscenity, criminal skills. Cool. Cyberbullying, hacking, web blocking Sadie. circumvention. Yep, which Sadie, is just a VPN. Up. Yeah. Oh, the translate uh, on mine translators are translators and proxies or something. Oh yeah, proxies so like, are I really. But I also that means I can't go on Google Translate. Yeah, no, it's really fucking stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know why, but um, Sadie, go look uh, in the list that you can look at or whatever and see. And what's the criminal skills? What websites are in there? Hold so on, we can I'll, look at them. I'll see if I can find the one from my previous work because I had it bookmarked for a reason. And I'll throw it. I'll throw it in the chat. Yeah, so we can all learn criminal skills. Criminal skills, or at least what they define as criminal skills anyways. Each of us has to pick a different one to learn. I want to learn lockpicking. Web filter categories. Mm. Justin, which one do you want to learn? I want to learn how to become the Joker. Okay, that's a good one. Do Joker shit. Sadie, what about you? Sadie, what kind of criminal skills do you want to learn? I... (laughs) File sharing. <laughs> no, I know how to do that already. <laughs> yeah. I take lock picking. Yeah. I locked out of my house the other day and had to break in. It would have been nice if I didn't have to like if I hadn't have break in and broken in, I would have had to pay a hundred dollar fee for somebody from the property management to come out and let me in, even though they didn't even know if they had a key to my front door. 
Mm. So back when I tr- went to England in 2019 on a on a vacation, and I had someone come to feed my lizard. This was before I had Arthur. I just had a, I just had Coop, and um, I'm an idiot who hasn't had two doors before. Like who hasn't had like a gar- garage to get to the car door and a front door. And guess who left the chain on his front door? Oh no. And so the person who I had coming to feed my animal was like, uh, got an issue. And I like texted my landlord to see if maybe he had an extra garage door opener to open the garage so that then my the person looking at my li- for my lizard could like get into the door through there and he was like nope i was like great and so she had to look up how do you undo the chain she's like she could unlock the door and yeah, open it couldn't. and then the chain and so how do you take the chain out and stuff so she had like go and actually like unscrew it like she had to break into my house <laughs> <laughs> like hope, remove hope the, the chain. Don't drive by while you're doing that. Yeah, I had to like look it up like on her phone, I think, and like break into my house. <laughs> and it made me realize how fucking easy that is. Super she do it. easy. That's why security doors are all like built into the frame of the door so that you can't unscrew the hinges. Yeah, and that's also why I can't get rid of the security doors on my house because they are. I would have to rip the door frame out. I don't. One do it, but they're annoying. Yeah, let's see here. I'm looking at this list now, and under adult and mature content, they've got abortion, advocacy organizations, which is interesting, alcohol, alternative beliefs, dating, gambling, lingerie and swimsuit, marijuana, nudie and uh, nudie, nudie, nudity and risque, other adult materials, pornography, sex education, sports hunting and war games, tobacco and weapons sales. And when I first looked at the filter, filter categories, let's see. Is there no criminal skills? I don't see a criminal skills. Uh, no. Bullying, lingerie and swimsuit, nudity and risque, pornography and other adult materials were all checked. And I was like, literally the only one we need is pornography checked. The rest of it. We don't have a responsibility to do. I'm surprised anti-circumvention isn't in there. Oh, no, it is. That's just not under the adult mature uh, gotcha. category. It's under... Because that's what I would do at my last job is I would go to a, a proxy website and just put the URL in there. Mm-hmm. And then that would be how I would get to the website I wanted. But then eventually the anti-circumvention filter started catching some of those. Yeah. Anyway, that's all. We've already gone long enough. I want French fries. And I'm so mad that instead of a big, big bed, it's You're talking away from beds. the mic. <laughs> I don't care. I've got two big be- I've got two smaller beds. And am I supposed to just jump back and forth between them? One you is know? for your clothes. I was that just about to say bed. that. One of them is for Sleep suitcase. Lists. One of them is for sleeping. When I was at Fest, I picked the one that had the fewest stains on it because I was in like a rehab motel. Yeah. The floor was both sticky and slippery. Gross. I don't know how. <laughs> the magic of substances. I had to wear socks everywhere. It was gross. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, good night.